Hello and welcome to Tarot Bites. I'm Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of the Tarot Coloring Book and your host for this podcast series. This is episode 82 of Tarot Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on how to read tarot. And for today's episode, our topic is cleansing and blessing your tarot deck. And I have a special guest to talk all about this subject. It is my favorite sacred artist, Brianna Saucy. Welcome, Bree. Thank you so much for having me, Teresa. I am delighted, as always, to be hanging out with you and to be here. I always like any excuse to talk to you. You know that. (laughs) (laughs) So anyhow, let's begin. I think this is a really important topic, and it's something that I know I've gotten so many questions from people over the years about. So one of the things I want to ask you is, do you need to cleanse and bless your tarot deck? Uh, That is such a good question to start with, because it is really foundational. Um, So, you know, a lot of people say just off the bat, absolutely yes. And as you know, I'm sure there's a lot of superstition around tarot decks, like you hear all the time that somebody has to give you your tarot deck. You can't get it for yourself. And I personally find all of those things to not be true. Um, I've bought myself tarot decks many times. I'm a professional reader. I've been a professional reader since the early 2000s, full time. Um, you know, it works. It totally works. And the same thing I think is true for cleansing and blessing. Now, I do think, as a sacred artist, I think that it is nice to form a connection with your cards and with your decks, especially if you bring a new deck in, whether it's been gifted or you bought it or, you know, you found it, whatever. Um, And sometimes as you're establishing that relationship, you'll find that the deck really doesn't need to be cleansed. Um, you know, that it really, the energy of it feels really good. It feels really open. It feels really clear. And other times you will find that it does need to be cleansed or that it does need to be blessed. And the other piece of this that I think often gets looked over is that with our old standby decks that we use on a regular basis, they often, you know, once we cleanse and bless a deck, we don't think about doing it again. But those old standby decks that are in use also can benefit from a blessing and a cleansing. So I really think it depends on the individual deck, the circumstances that you've got it, and what vibe you're getting off the deck when you start to connect with it. Mm, I love that. So then what is your advice? Let's say I bought a brand new tarot deck and I want to cleanse and bless it. What do I need to do? So what I advise my students to do is first just, you know, go into a sacred space, whatever that looks like for you. With my students, I often say, you know, take a deep breath in, feel it move from the soles of your feet to the crown of your head, exhale. And as you exhale, just let go of any distractions that would keep you from being fully present. And then sit with your deck and hold your deck or have it positioned so that you can look at it and ask your deck, what kind of cleansing do you want? Do you want to be cleansed? Do you want to be blessed? If so, how? What does that look like? And listen to what you receive. Listen to the information that you receive. Now, some people might think, well, it's a little weird to, like, talk to cards. But, you know, that's what you're going to be doing. If you're reading tarot, you are going to be talking to cards. So 
best get used to it now is what I say. And, and so see what kind of impressions you get. Maybe you get a very, I have one deck that I bought and I had a very clear directive from that deck that it wanted to be fed with ashes. And so every now and then I feed it with a little ash, right? Um, so you need to listen to what comes up. But if you just want like a straight up, like how to, I think a very good rule of thumb with cleansing anything that's on paper or cardstock is not to use water mm-hmm. because water can be damaging, not to use salt. Um, I actually had somebody in one of my groups ask about putting a deck of tarot cards in salt. And, you know, salt is a wonderful cleansing agent. and It's used in magic and ritual all of the time, but it is pretty corrosive. And with some of the card stocks and some of the dyes that are used to print cards, it could even just a little bit of contact with salt could, you know, damage the deck. So I don't recommend you use salt. I don't recommend you use water. Um, I recommend, or anything that's water-based, and and I tend to stay away from oils. If I want to work with an oil to bless the deck after I cleanse it, I'll put the oil on my hands and rub it in really well so that just the fragrance gets on the cards. For cleansing, I like to use smoke when it comes to cleansing card or paper. So this is where you might have your favorite incense. I like to use frankincense and myrrh are both really good cleansing agents. They have literally millennia of traditional use behind them, and there's a reason for that. So frankincense and myrrh resin or frankincense and myrrh incense sticks are really good. If you have a favorite incense, use that. Um, Some people really like to use white sage cedar, juniper, those are all very traditional cleansing agents as well. Some people like to use sweet grass. Um, I like to use sweet grass or vanilla leaf if it's a card deck for a child. Um, I know that some of your listeners are moms and dads, and they have little ones who are interested in tarot as well, and there are some great decks for children. My seven-year-old has a cat road that. And so when we cleanse his, we use a little sweet grass and lavender because it's warm and tender and smells really soothing. So, you know, think about what the deck is and think about what scent signature really works with it. If you have like the soft deck, you know, by Crowley, that there's a diabolical quality to that deck. So you might want to use something that's a little spicier. You know, you might want to use uh, something that has, has a little bit of an edge to it. Whereas if you're using like the Brian Proud Fairy Oracle, you might want to use something that's more floral. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's how I think about it. And then the same thing with blessing the deck. I like to hold my deck in my hand. I breathe over it. So I cleanse first. Then I hold my deck in my hand. I breathe over the deck three times to honor the physical the mental, and the emotional. And then I will anoint my hands with a little bit of oil, very light. And and again, I think about the scent of the oil and the deck that I'm working with. And then I, I, I shuffle the cards so that they're all touched by that anointing oil. And that's their blessing. Mm. So that's the quick, like, how-to. That is Brilliant advice and so, so helpful. You know, so the next question that I get asked a lot is how should people, I mean, how often should people cleanse their tarot deck? Is there any rules around that? 
Really good question. So, you know, one of the standard rules that I have heard for cleansing tarot decks, magical tools, altar objects, even yourself across the board is at least once a month. And some people really like to do that on the new moon um, because the new moon, of course, is the time of the month where we, we set up all of our new stuff. You know, we mm-hmm. often make a new altar. We have intentions. We have desires. We sow the seeds for the next, you know, 28 days of work. And so, so the new moon is a traditional time. The dark moon, which is the day before the new moon, is also a traditional time. Um, I personally like to do, I, I work with my divination decks. I cleanse them, I bless them, and I feed them um, with smoke or with ash or with stuff. Some of my decks want to be hung in trees, right? So I take a little bag and I put the cards in it and I'll hang it in the tree for a day. And I do this during the waxing quarter moon. And the reason why is because that is the traditional time when the oracle at Delphi gave her reading. It's the only time during the month when she was open for business. So it has a strong energetic tradition around divination. And I'm a tarot reader who divines with my cards, right? Right. Some some people use their cards for creative purposes or for inspiration or therapeutic purposes. I'm a diviner. (laughs) Right, right. So am I. I love, I mean, I do use my card for all those other things too, but my main thing is to really try to get a handle on what's ahead, what to expect, and how to best work with that energy. So I'm in the same camp. Yes. And so for us, I think the waxing quarter moon, which happens once a month, is the best time to really honor Mm. our art of divination. So that's my personal favorite. But the standard that you're going to hear is dark moon or new moon, and then some people will say full moon. But, But once a month, I would say, is a good rule of thumb. I love that. You know, I also like to put my deck under, under, I like to smudge my deck uh, usually about every day because, you know, it just helps me to release any attachments to anybody that I've read for. So that's one of my weird things. That's a really good point. Like I'm, I'm thinking of people who are not professional readers. Right. But if you're a professional reader, then I absolutely agree with you. I think that you should, you know, if, if you are a professional reader and part of your daily work is reading for other people, you should, you should have some ritual when you bring out your cards, first thing, and when you put them away. You know, I like the smudging. I like the sensing. Even just saying, you know, okay, today we're going to work. Sometimes with some of my decks, I make the sigil of mercury over the deck when mm-hmm. I begin to use it, and then I make it again when I put the, the deck to bed. Um, so I think that that is really important because if you're a professional and you're working with a lot of clients and a lot of questions, those cards are working hard. So you really yep. want to honor that. So, okay. I've got to admit something. I'm very superstitious about using someone else's deck. You know, I like to have my decks that I'm the first person to touch it. It's clean. It's new. It's only mine. But, you know, there are some people who love to use, like, old decks, old decks that have maybe been passed down to from generations or something they bought in an antique store. So, you know, what is your advice about cleansing a used deck? Do you think it needs to be cleansed? I think so. I mean, what do you I think? I think so. 
Yeah, I'm I'm like you. I can't even really go into antique stores um, because yep. I'm so sensitive to all the vibes. I mean, it's so tragic because everyone in my family loves to antique, and I'm like, I can't go with you guys. Um, yep. <laughs> so I <laughs> so I am I am the same way. Um, so you know, if you but if you find like an old deck or a used deck or out of print deck, often fall into this category. Then, and then I think that you need to do a little bit more of a cleansing, and so then, then what you would normally do. I do think that you need to cleanse the deck, and you know, you can think about cleansing as removing like negative vibes or negative energy, but you can also think about cleansing as putting your signature on the deck saying, you know, you're my deck now, mm. and you know, we are working together. Like, you're reading for me and I'm, I'm asking you questions, you know, and I'm specific to you and you're specific to me. So what I like to do for that is I like to do a three day cleansing ritual where I begin by setting the cards in a bag where they're protected and letting them spend the night outside under a tree. I really, preferably one on your property. I really like that because the earth itself is so, it's such a blessing in that it will just pull anything that needs to be pulled and removed from that deck as you're preparing to work with it will just go right into the ground, right? So if you put the cards in a, in a you know, a cotton bag or whatever, you set it out over, over the course of one night under a tree, let the earth absorb whatever extraneous energy there is. Then bring that deck in. And over the course of the next three days, you know, I like to do this in the morning as the sun is rising. It's my personal preference. Scent the deck again with the smoke, the incense, the smudge of your choice. And then and then bless it. Shuffle it. You know, anoint your hands with an oil that you like. You can even use olive oil if you don't have a lot of fancy oils. Like olive oil is what, cultures have been using to bless themselves with for, you know, thousands of years. So a little, little dab of olive oil, teeny tiny, you don't want like oily cards, rub your palms together, and then, you know, shuffle those cards and get your, you know, I, I think of it as like, get your stuff on them, right? Because mm-hmm. again, you're forming that relationship. And then after that three day period, they're ready to work for you. So that's my favorite way to work with a used deck if you're going to. And the other option is you can buy a new deck and you can arts and crafts it to make it look used. Mm. Sometimes people like that used look more than they actually want to use deck. So, you know, like if you want like an ancient looking deck, but you don't want to deal with like the funk that might be on it, consider, you know, getting a deck and, and making it look that way. Well, I'm one of these people, I believe in a sharp tool because, you know, I do a lot of cooking. And for me, having a brand new knife uh, or brand new sharp knife works better than something I've had forever and ever. And I am pretty cavalier about decks. If something starts getting a little bit worn and looking ragged, I'm done with it. The deck is tossed, and I want a new tool. I find a new tool shuffles well. It feels clean. It feels clear. I in my opinion, it just works better, but I'm weird like that. You know, I think sometimes you see people who are like, ooh, an old deck, it's got lots of power. I'm like, nah, it's probably worn out. So that's yeah. my theory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I think, I mean, I think that's right. And, you know, that's a good point about, like, 
Azure decks get old, needing to replace them. And you can then use those older cards in art, mm -hmm. in, right, in other creative things. If you do magic or if you do ritual, you can work with the cards in a ritual context as well. So, you know, there's always multiple uses you can put them through. But I'm the same way. I like, I like my tools in good, clean, working order. Yep, it makes me happy. So I have one last question for you. Do you have any magical tips for protecting your energy during a tarot reading? Oh, that is such a good question. So, you know, I think that, I mean, the, the first thing is all of the practical stuff that I'm sure you've gone over in other podcasts, which is, you know, make sure that the people, if you're reading for somebody else, like make sure you have really clear guidelines about what you will and won't read on and what situations you will and will not divine for. Um, you know, I think that the space that you read in is really important. So I know in, in our Talking Shop podcast, we talked about this before. You know, if you have an office or if you have an area where you read, I like to go in in the morning and I like to either sense it with some smoke or because I'm in Texas and it's starting to get really hot. In the hotter months, I will use a spray. I call them sacred sprays that I make and mm -hmm. offer it. My area, you can use, you know, Florida water is very popular. I love to use rose water, orange flower water. Um, I also like to use Hoyt's cologne, which is a prosperity uh, cologne. You can also, of course, take your favorite oil and put it in some water and shake it up and spray it that way. So, you know, make, mark out your space. Mm -hmm. this is sacred space this is you know time beyond time and space beyond space where we can enter into the art of, of divination of leadership in a in a real you know serious legitimate manner and and then you know begin begin your work I always say I have blessings that I say to open up um, any session that I do, but I also have a blessing that I say to open up my entire work day since this is my full-time job like you, right. right? I bless my space. I bless my clients. I bless the work that I'm going to do. I also have a closing blessing at the end of the day that I do. And like I said, I have a little breath blessing that I'll do with each client or student, you know, before we get started. So that again, we're, we're making that container, you know, solid. We're making the boundaries very clear. I think that's one of the most important things you can do. Now, the other thing that I think is super useful is if you are working with the general public and you're doing multiple readings, I really like to do some little ritual in between sessions to seal yourself back up to wash away whatever was brought in in the last session, good, bad, neutral, doesn't matter, and to seal yourself. So what I do is I wash my hands between mm -hmm. every session, everything that I do, I wash my hands and I use soap. Usually my soap is like lemon verbena or lemongrass because those are very good cutting and cleansing scents. I'll wash my hands and then I'll put on a little lotion, right, and practically mm -hmm. my hands get dry. But also I, when I put on lotion, I'm blessing my hands. And as a tarot reader, my hands are a huge part of my work. So, and that lotion seals myself. So that's the way that I see that, right? Wash away whatever needs to be washed away and then seal in the blessing, go into the next session. And you do it again. I mean, doctors do this 
all yes. of the time. And so that's, that's, you know, basically where I got it from, and it is very effective. I was just going to say, you know, doctors do that in between each appointment to be clean. And yeah. so it makes total sense. I love that. Yeah, yeah. All right. I just want to thank you so much for um, spending some time with me today talking about cleansing and blessing your tarot deck. And I know you have a new book coming out. Can you tell people just briefly what your book's about? Yes, I would love to. So my book will be coming out from Sounds True in 2019, the spring of 2019. And the title is Making Magic, Weaving Together the Everyday and the Extraordinary. And Making Magic is really about discovering the magic that is already present in our lives. So the claim is, you know, we don't have to go out and find magic somewhere. Instead, as we start to pay more attention to our lives here and now, we discover that so many of the things we do every day and we experience every day are actually full of magic. And so we learn in, in this book how, how, what changes that makes in our lives and how that helps us transform and brings the extraordinary that we all love to look for, the enchanting and the magical, into our everyday lives so that we have more choices, more possibilities, more potentials, and more options and that mm. we're able to create lives that we're really happy leading. I love it. And I cannot wait to get my hands on that because I think that's going to be something that, you know, every tarot reader or magical inclined person is going to want on their bookshelf. So, so excited. Thank you so much. I am also really excited. And of course, you have been such an amazing support through the whole process. I love you. Love you too. All right, guys, you can find Brie. Where can they find you, Brie? Y'all can find me at briannasafi.com. All right. Well, that wraps up this love fest because <laughs> every time I get together with you, that's really what it feels like. Again, thank you so much for being here. And I want to thank my listeners for tuning in. Um, and a reminder, you guys can check out lots more tarot goodness on my website, thetarolady.com. I've got free introductory classes for tarot newbies, the tarot coloring book, hundreds of blog posts, astrological forecasts, and Lots of other good things for you to scope out. Enjoy. Uh, thanks again for listening. Have a beautiful day. And hey, if you like this little podcast, please take a moment and leave a positive review on iTunes because that will help more tarot curious people find their way to tarot bites. And as always, I like to close off by saying, pay close attention to your intuition throughout your day and let it guide you into making brave, excellent choices. Remember that you are always in the driver's seat of your life. You are in charge of your decisions, your plans, the action steps that you take or don't take. You're the boss. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change that. Nothing is ever fixed in stone. The tarot cards tell a story, but you write the ending. <laughs>